Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. John, what do you want to see from this team in 2024? Well, I want to see progress. I, uh, you know, I think about uh, this season, uh, and JJ and I have talked about this, you know, the I would just tell you the season of evaluation is over. It doesn't mean that we're not evaluating people. I mean, J.J. and his team, evaluation is a big part of what they do for a living, right? Pro scouting department, amateur scouting. But, um, but we're looking forward right now. And so, and so this isn't about, um, I mean, it, as painful as it's been, um, I know you want to talk about 24, but this this is an important part of the process, right? And it, it's it's certainly more painful than I think we thought it would be, but but it's a really important part of the process. And now we kind of know who we are, we know where we are. There's some there's some bright spots, but there's certainly some holes to fill. So that's it's really about really about progress and uh, and starting to take those steps forward. I you know I would just say, you know, if you think about a year ago, and I know I'm looking back again on you, but um, we made some uh, important changes, some painful changes, and I, I really appreciate uh, the way that um, that JJ took the reins and moved with great urgency. We went out and got the manager we wanted. You know, we had a process, but he was really the guy we wanted, and our process helped him emerge to the top. And so, I really feel good about the team that's in charge now, and I think their goals are to kind of deliver us back to where we think we belong, and that's uh, to compete for a championship on behalf of our fans. JJ, just the other day I'm on with our morning show, and they ask, is the organization in a better place today than it was one year ago? And and despite what the record says, you look at Reagan's, you look at uh, Nelson Velasquez, what James MacArthur's been doing lately, and the process is in place, my answer was yes. So the question for you is, was the evaluation season a success? Yeah, I, I, well, clearly the, the one-loss record is not what we expected or will expect moving forward. We, we need to get better. We need the results our fans care about the most are wins and losses, and, and we recognize that. So, but when you look behind the curtain and you look at what Q's doing, you look at what Brian Sweeney and the pitching team's doing, what Alex Zumwalt's doing, the processes are in place, and they're going to continue to get tweaked. They're going to get better. It's a staff. The first year they're working together, so they're learning each other. Uh, I'm going through a job for the first time uh, at this level, uh, but the processes are in place. And it's not only in the major leagues, but it's also in the minor leagues. We've got to do a better job uh, with our minor league system. We've got to build our farm system again. Um, you know, as John said, we're, we're heavily evaluating our, our scouting processes and who, they, who the people are 
involved in those processes. So that those things will continue to evolve. But when we reflect on this year, there was a lot of things accomplished, again, behind the curtain that will lead to f- success in the future on the field in terms of wins and losses. You know better than I. Uh, it's not easy to go from 100 losses to contention in one offseason, not even saying that that's yeah. the expectation. What is the number one priority as you uh, prepare for this offseason? Well, as far as personnel is concerned, yeah, I mean, first of all, I, let, you know, I want to say our, our major league staff is all going to be in place. You know, we need to give them the opportunity to continue to build out what they're doing. Uh, but then you go to evaluate our team. And, and clearly our pitching is something that's going to have to continue to be addressed. Uh, we have some positive things happen as far as our starting pitchers are concerned. Uh, unfortunately, we have a couple guys that just didn't get off the ground this year that, that we'd like to think will rebound. But we're at a point where we're not going to count on that. You know, we need to recognize that for us to win more games, we got to get people who can pitch right now and pitch at a higher level than we are as a starting staff. Uh, and then also our bullpen. Our, our bullpen clearly uh, needs to, to be upgraded. And we have some guys that I think will be part of that. Um, but, again, we're going to work hard to try to add to that. And then from a position player standpoint, I think there's clearly a core of guys. So now, And we have flexibility. We have a lot of guys that can play multiple positions. So being able to add to our offense, I think we have enough speed. We're going we're gonna to be a threat on the bases. We need to drive balls more. We need to slug a little bit more. So however that fits, again, with the versatility that some of the guys have, it's not going to pigeonhole us into saying we need a, a left fielder, a right fielder, a first baseman. And, and of course, Vinny's going to be back next mm-hmm. year. So that's going to be a big plus as well. John, pitching, as you know, very expensive. Sluggers are very expensive. And then you go to free agency, it takes it to a, a whole different level. Is ownership ready to write the type of you have with Mike Miner and Carlos Santana in the past? And as you know, those kind of contracts can be risky. Is ownership willing to write the kind of checks necessary to fill out a rotation in, in today's free agency landscape you know i would i would answer that question by saying no doubt we're we're going to be ready to do that i think i think how we do it when we do it and what form i'll be uh, depending upon a lot of uh, jj and his team for uh, they've got some ideas but those markets are all going to develop here as this season winds down to a close i am uh, obviously the addition of cole reagan's has been tremendous and and really they were high on him, but I would say he exceeded expectations, and, and that's been a great surprise, right? So to have that guy as somebody we feel like we can depend upon in the rotation is great, you know, to go along with some others. But but we certainly need to add, and, and we've got to build out, rebuild the bullpen as well. There's I've been excited about some of the bright spots. Uh, in fact, it was interesting last night's game, I thought, I thought Q did a great job, and he was, you know, he brought out the hook early went from some guys that maybe didn't have their best stuff, and you know, Marsh got the last guy out in the second. Uh, MacArthur came off and, and cleaned up uh, in a good way, and then Snyder closed it out. So, I mean, those are little tidbits, but, you know, it can create some hope. But we're, we clearly are going to have to add to that group uh, uh, to have a reliable bullpen. Yeah, I've mentioned it quite a bit of late, especially over the past month and a half, the job of Q and the rest of the coaching staff of piecemealing this together, whether it's an opener and then you bring in the bulk mm-hmm. guy. It's been fun to watch, but, but JJ's, we talk about acquiring that pitcher to help round out this rotation. Uh, you, you know all about the uh, ups and downs of free agency a lot more than I do. do. Do you think that is the most likely avenue to acquire that talent, or, or, or are you starting with trades? Well, that, that avenue is always available. We, we know that, and, and really in, in our minds, there's really three different tiers of free agents. 
So we're always going to look at that. But, I, you know, in our minds, when I say our, I'm talking about our front office. You know, we have to look at what assets we have within our organization. And, and if we can then turn some assets into a major league player, uh, that, that's an avenue that I think we, we absolutely need to look down. You know, that, that's, that's something that's important. That's part of, part of the process of building a team. And, um, you know, I don't, to, to answer your question, I don't know how it's going to go. I mean, it's still so early, uh, but we're open to any and all ideas. I mean, we've, already, we've been able to study the free agent market already for two months. You know, the, if there's a silver lining of not being in a playoff race, you can focus on, you know, the offseason and, and have a little bit more clear path moving into next year. So the free agent market we've been looking at, uh, but then the trade market's just going to be something that will evolve uh, as seasons end and you start talking to other clubs and figure out what might be available to help us. Were your and the rest of the front office's processes validated over the course of this season as far as some of those trades that, that right now appear like uh, big old Ws? Yeah, I, I really you know should compliment our scouting department, R&D. It was a great combination, a, a collaboration between the two, two departments. Um, you know, for me, it was a, a difficult couple days because, I, you know, sometimes you just don't have agreements on, on which way to go. Uh, but ultimately, you got to make a call. And, you know, Cole has certainly looked to be a, a very good trade for us. Uh, Roni Cabrera was the other piece of that trade. He's done a really nice job in the DSL. Uh, I thought we did a really good job really late uh, on, with the Dodger deal, sending Yarbrough and getting Figaro and Mann. Uh, and then obviously the, the Velasquez deal, and that, that was more of what I would call a baseball deal. Um, they're in a pennant race, so they want a, bull, want a bullpen arm. So for them, it was a trade deadline deal. For us, that was trading a reliever for a potential power bat, and we were looking towards the future. We felt like, you know, Jose Quas is a quality pitcher, but we have a better chance to acquire somebody of similar ilk. Uh, as Jose than we do a potential power bat and and Velasquez has done a great job so by and large you know I'll compliment our our process I'll compliment our R&D department and our scouting department how they work together to get the right names in front of in front of myself I just always thought you weren't able to hit home runs at Kauffman Stadium and that's all that Nelson <laughs> yeah, does. some guys make this park look Golly. small and he's one of them <laughs> John can, well, can I add a follow-up on the process just yeah. because I I think I mean, I agree with everything J.J. just said, right, the results of the deadline. But what I've been impressed by is, well, I guess it's more the process, right? We're talking about the results that were achieved at the trade deadline. But probably one of the big takeaways I had was I walked down to that room a few times. I try not to go down there too much. I let the, It's like practicing medicine without a license. But I, I'm interested in the process. And, and um, what I was as impressed as anything was how the team – we had deals on the board that didn't happen. And I was really impressed by both, you know, JJ and his team, the willingness to take risk. Uh, but then also as those deals changed, right, it was very dynamic, right? The Rangers were, you know, it was Scherzer and it was and, and so guys were disappearing on the, you know, in terms of players and these guys walked away from those deals. So the combination of the willingness to take risk, but also the discipline to not chase deals and walk away. I think that really uh, speaks well to our future and our processes. Is there another example you can give Royals fans at, at how this organization has changed in the last calendar year since those moves in, that in you alluded of, to at the beginning? In terms of results? Uh, as, in, in terms of w whatever jumps to the front of your well, mind? I, as I far think as, a few things. I think, I think, uh, I think the Araldis, we kind of go back, you know, Cole Reagan's, is the result of really 
JJ and his team going out and getting Araldus Chapman. And, you know, he chose to come here. He had other options. And, and, and then the other part of that, and this is probably speaks more to process, how our pitching team was able to help him stand up and return to form. Mm-hmm. That created value for us. If, we're in a, if we were in a hunt or something, we would have got that value uh, from him staying here. And I think, I think there are other examples like that certainly on the pitching side and the and the hitting side as well. I think we've talked about our our hitting and structure. That that's mm-hmm. had some recognition, but I th- I think the new pitching regime is really yielding benefits and it goes beyond I think JJ what we're seeing at the major league level as uh, well. It, it does. And just to give you again another peek behind the curtain, so you know, with MacArthur, you know, that the way we are starting to evaluate players who are on the waiver wire you know, the major league staff is involved in that. And our pitching staff, Brian, Zach Bove, Mitch Stetter, they came to us and said, there's something with MacArthur we think we can help him with. Okay, and that's great. So we acquire him. Yeah, you know, he has a rough first outing in the big leagues, but Brian said it doesn't matter. He's on the right track. He sent him back to AAA, Dane Johnson, our pitching coach, Paul Gibson, they get together, and they give him a plan. And he's clearly getting better. And again, last night was a highlight, um, but – He's gotten better, you know, in his time with us, and that's a great sign. And even uh, Cole Reagans, you know, I will give Texas deserves credit for what they, they did with him. But Cole also came to us and said, this is what I think I need to do to get better. And then a plan was put in place by Paul Gibson and Brian Sweeney. They're, they're the wins along the way. And when we evaluate our processes, like, it's hard not to, you know, acknowledge that. And, um, you know, they're the things we've got to continue to do because pitching is – it's hard to draft and develop and count on every pitcher you draft out of into your own system. Mm-hmm. You got to be able to acquire others and have reasons to acquire them and get them better. And it's not always going to be the the big name guy. They're right. the guys under the radar that we can, you know, do something with that helps our team win more games. No doubt, hard, hard to find pitching. Also hard to find the talent like a, a Bobby Witt Jr. And I'm interested in in how you handle a talent like Bobby moving forward. Four years left of team control. Arbitration looms in 2025. You obviously can't let a you can't let a talent like that walk away for nothing. So as you head into his second big league offseason, what's what's the approach with the player that's on the cusp of a 30-50 campaign? So, you know, Bobby, <clears throat> excuse me, Bobby's outstanding to watch play. I mean, it's um, he he's fun. There's a lot of things that haven't been around the game a lot that he represents that not all star players represent the innocence, the energy, uh, his background, his passion for the game, his now we're starting to see some leadership qualities come out in him. So all that stuff is really special. And we've acknowledged that. And yeah, we, we want to have him long term, you know, and that's a process. It's going to take a little bit of time. It's on the forefront of our minds uh we've initiated some initial small discussions but we do feel like this is something that you know should happen in the offseason where you further discussions because bobby's playing you know and it's not we don't feel like it's the right time to put that the player under that microscope Uh, but you know they they know our desires and how much we like him and he's a special player and we'll work our butt off to try to keep him here Uh, but it's something that'll happen more in the offseason no doubt I mean, we. This is a special player, and uh, your your comment about trading him later—that's going to be the backup plan. <laughs> um, you know, the objective, uh, a special player like that, and I agree with JJ. Um, 
for a lot of reasons. It's a, it's a guy that uh, you know we'd feel comfortable you know trying to to get to stay here. You know he's going to have to believe certain things about the organization. He's going to have to have confidence in us, and uh, and we're going to try to make sure that he does. So that, that's an important part of how we kind of look at this team, right? So now. It, in a market like this, a player that's going to command that type of salary that a guy goes thirty fifty is going to command uh, that that works in a market like Kansas City. Yeah, I'm not. I don't want to negotiate it here. Gotcha. But, but, gotcha. but, um, yeah. but yeah, I think I think we have to give our best effort to try to to keep a young man like that with that kind of talent here in Kansas City. And I, you know, I, I'm hopeful that we can uh, that we can get there. John, I'm curious. Not 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 the pressure that you feel because we we know you're a competitor. But but I'm I'm curious if you feel the need. Because your philanthropic endeavors in your past speak for themselves. So you, you, you don't necessarily need to prove anything to the city or its fan base. And yet, uh, do you feel the need to prove via baseball something to this city? Yeah, I think, well, I think this is a performance-based business, right? A high-performance, results-oriented business. And, and that's really the top priority. You know, the other stuff we talk about is important, right? What we do in the community, uh, securing our future, the ballpark, new ballparks are part of that. But winning games is really what lifts the rest of it up. So that that is the primary focus. And I and again, I'd go back to, and I know the fans. Look, we're just getting started here. And this is a this is a business where there's very little patience, right? I mean, it, it's just the way it is, and you got to accept that. By the same token, in our role, we have to play the long game. And we have to be urgent, and and we're just getting started here. And I really think, uh, you know, I, we've talked about this before. Uh, there's no excuses, right? It doesn't matter whether we the pandemic hit or we had a work stoppage. It's all about uh, getting us to where we need to go. And again, I'd go back to this year. And as painful as it's been from an on-the-field perspective, I think we're going to look back and see how important it, it is in our process, both in terms of the development of the guys that we have. And then, uh, as we just talked about, an improvement and pro- a process improvement throughout the system that, by the way, is continuing. You can't, you can't, uh, look, baseball, it's, an, it's a really interesting business, right? I've started a couple of companies, but this is an entrepreneurial venture in its own right, right? You, and in baseball, you have to constantly reinvent yourself or you're going to get, you're just not going to keep up, right? So I think I'm really excited about uh, not only some of this young talent we have, the, uh, my confidence in our leadership, both in JJ and in the dugout, and then you know what's going on in the system. But we got to pick up, we got to pick up the pace. But no, I think, I think, I think we all have to keep proving ourselves, right? I mean, I don't. It doesn't mean I wake up in the morning feeling bad about myself, but uh, I want to do what's best for the team, what's best for the community, and this is a special, special opportunity here. How nice has this partnership been? Because it. Yeah, on the post-game show, I call it the the Sherman Piccolo era of Royals baseball. <laughs> no, it, it's great. I I, I was uh, I'll say taught probably 10, 12 years ago that there's two important two relationships that are really important. It's the GM and the ownership relationship, and it's the GM and manager relationship. And I feel really fortunate to have worked you know one calendar year now with, with John. Uh, the, the openness, the discussions we have, the patience, the understanding, the honesty, the transparency uh, has been has been really good. And it, and it motivates you to keep going and at the same time with Q. I mean, we're we're both we're all all three of us are very frustrated and it's been a tough year. It's been a really tough year. 
but Q has maintained a calmness and an easiness about him uh, that I think has allowed our clubhouse to stay positive, and that's a big thing for young players. So he's done an outstanding job. But those two relationships are really important, and I think we're all motivated by bringing a winning product to our fan base. I mean, that, that I try to remind myself all the time, this is about our fans. This is about having 35,000 people here every night. It's exciting. We witnessed it eight years ago. It was awesome. You don't forget it. That's what you wake up to do this job for every day. It's not a selfish thing. It's not a, we got to do this, we got to do that. That's what, enter, this is an entertainment business, and we need to win games. We need to motivate our fans to come out to this ballpark, and that's by scoring at least one more run every night than the other team. And that, we're going to keep that perspective at the forefront of our minds. How strong is this organization right now? The organization? Well, yeah. I feel like it's very strong, but I also feel like, you know, it's all about continuous improvement, right? We can't. We can't sit still. The other, th- I mean, JJ, uh, you know, he's in the middle of both of those relationships, right? He's, you know, so you think about that owner and then manager, but you know, JJ has been, um, he's really open, and I think Q the same way. These, these are, these are people that are willing, you know, self-evaluation, no big egos. You know, it's really about getting better. It's not about them, and I think that's really, that's really what I'm most excited about. Uh, you know, in terms of the leadership in the organization. And I hope that permeates uh, throughout the organization as well, because I think ultimately it will translate into, uh, you know, kind of that team first baseball that I think you're starting to see Mm -hmm. a little bit more of now with young guys, you know, uh, doing things for the team, self-sacrificing. That's a really, it's another important part of, I think, any team, but I think particularly a small market team. To piggyback off of what we're seeing from the team down the stretch, JJ, let me know if I'm off on this, but but it seems as if the, the, the talent here that we're hoping is only going to improve moving forward, it seems as if the relationship between the front office and the coaching staff has grown throughout the season to where the talent on the team and on the bench is more reflective of what they want to use. Yeah, I, I think the, the players, they feel everything. They sense everything. You know, when a clubhouse is good, a lot of it's just the culture that's created by by the manager, the front office, the support we get from ownership. And when the culture is bad, players see right through it. There's a reason it goes south. Um, but again, this is something this year, just you know, observationally, you know, going uh, August first or so, had a good conversation with Q. Hey, we've got sixty some games left. We've got to push. We can't. We can't let these sixty games just. We can't allow our players to be thinking about twenty four. One, they're still trying to prove themselves. They're trying to show us where they belong on this team. Two, it's just a healthy thing to do. <laughs> you know, they're competitors. They're, they have meaningful games. It didn't matter where we were in the standings. We have meaningful games. But if somebody's not driving that culture, it could easily just pack it in and move on to next year. But, again, Q's done a great job, and we're, we're just going to be aware of it and keep pushing along those lines. Can I follow up on Please. that? You know, the, the, uh, you asked about the organization, which J.J. was just speaking to. Um, you know, we all learn more from adversity uh, than we do from when things are going well. We learn more from failure than success, right? Success is e- once you get there. It's not easy to get there. What This has been a very painful season, right, for all of us. But what I, what I see here is that this is going to be u- seen and used as a a growth opportunity and I think the the fact that uh, you talked about the culture the fact that the team is still energized that you know this is the kind of year where you could see 
problems in the clubhouse. And so I, I, that makes me feel really good about the future and that things are going to certainly improve from here. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's gonna go! Alvarez ties the game! Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.